0: Inflict suffering upon anxiety, sorrow, pain, spiritual or physical pain may cause sadness, to be afraid, depression, or loneliness. And I thought, that's here, every one of us. Distress has moved upon every one of us. And I told some of my family this, this past week that whatever fell my way, I could usually handle it. I'd make it one way or the other with the Lord, not leaving the Lord out of it. But I'd see some good in it, and I'd see some things Satan has tried to take out all the good that God has given me till I'll just see the bad. And that's what he's done in some of your lives. I thought in death, it changes everything in your life. Whether you're a Christian or whether you're not, it changes everything in your life. And distress will fall on you. Distress is in our home. When COVID hit, it was sent straight from hell. Amen. God allowed it, but it was sent straight from hell to bring distress in our families. And there's people with good health that fell apart and has never come back. It's even brought death. It's brought distress. But let's listen to what the Word of God said. So what I'm saying is, We've got to face reality. We can't throw in the towel. We can't throw in the towel. We can't, we can't quit. The Bible said in the 107th Psalm, in the first verse, He said, "Oh, give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good, for his mercy endureth forever. Amen. The Baptists don't understand enduring. Amen. They run from enduring. But the Bible tells me, glory to God, in the good times and the bad times, the Lord's love endureth forever. And the Lord will be with us. The Lord expects me to give him praise in my trouble. The Lord expects me to give him praise in my distress. Amen. The love of God endureth forever for his good, for his mercy endureth. Forever. We should have been dead and in hell. But the mercy of the Lord endures forever. The mercy of the Lord is long-suffering, not willing that any should perish, but that all come to repentance of the Lord when we didn't even love ourselves. Neighbor, I couldn't of myself if I laid in sin. I laid in a drunken stupor. I thought that I was having fun, but I was sending my mortal soul to hell so I couldn't have loved myself. But the mercy of the Lord reached down in my last will. Glory to God. My last drunken stupor of the Lord visited my bathroom and saved my soul I'm talking about my precious soul. Glory to God. Because His mercy endured forever. I didn't have on any clothes. I smelled like alcohol. I was laying in the bathroom. Nothing looked good but Jesus coming. Amen. And restored my soul. Amen. He gave me salvation there in a stinking stupor that I was. He loved me all the way, and to be Christ-like, I've got to love everybody the same way, no matter what they've done, no matter how they've acted, no matter who they've come against, no matter if they've killed, murdered, or raped. I've got to love them just like Christ loved me. Can I tell you, we have fell short. We've got in distress. Uh, We've got sorry for ourselves. Amen. And we've quit uh, loving people. Uh, We've quit giving God praise, honor, and glory uh, for what he has done for us. Neighbors. If it hadn't have been for Jesus, we'd have been in hell today. The mercy of the Lord endureth forever. And he said, Let the redeemed of the Lord and let the redeemed of the Lord say so, whom he hath redeemed from the hand of the enemy. I'm gonna tell you, church, this is getting good. This hundred and seventh Psalm is getting good. I can't bring it out with the power and the love and the endurance and the mercy that Almighty God has showed upon America, that He showed upon Israel, how He's taken care of His people. But He said, let the redeemed say so. Are you redeemed today? If you're redeemed today, say so, glory to God. It's time that we uh, say so that we've been redeemed by the blood of the Lamb. We've been changed. We've been redeemed. We got a new life. We are the children of God. The Bible said... Are you redeemed? He said, say so. Amen. We need to say so. We need to let the world know I'm not a Democrat. I'm not a Republican. I'm redeemed of God. I'm saved by the marvelous grace of God. Let the redeemed say so. God took the bounds off an old sinner and redeemed them. All. And he said, say so. Say so. Let the world know, Uh, bless God, we are a new creature. And when we say we're saved by the grace of God, he said live right, live like the instructions that I gave you. Let the redeemed say so, and then live by it. Live by the Word of God. Hallelujah. I'm glad the rain slowed up. My hip feels better. Amen. When it rains, I got a bad hip. When the sun shines, I feel a little better. Praise the Lord. When the sun shines in our heart, let the redeemed say so. Let the redeemed say so. Let us know. Let us tell what God has done for us. And he said he redeemed us from the hand Of the enemy. I tell you what, this began to uh, stir my soul. And he gathered them out of the lands from the east and from the west, from the north and from the south. They wandered in the wilderness in a solitary way, they found no city to dwell in. The fourth verse there, and he said they wandered in the wilderness in a solitary way. They found no city to dwell in. I thought about that, a solitary place. I'm going to tell you something. Every one of you spent in sin, and you go have to run back and say, I'm telling the truth. When you was out there and you were drunk and you was in a crowd, you act like you was so enjoying yourself. And you tried to make the biggest crowd, you tried to fit into the crowd. You tried to make a racket. You tried to let everybody know how happy you were. But I'm going to tell you, when you got at home and you were broke, listen to what I'm saying. We got in a solitary way. What is that solitary way? That's lonesome. That's a place how many of us have laid after that a drunken stupor of sin that we was in, and we were in lonesome. Amen. We were so sad. We hated what we had done. We actually hated ourselves, that we'd spent our money, that we'd got in a fight, that we'd messed up on our spouses, all of the things that we were done. You know where I'm coming from. Every one of you knows where I'm coming from. Amen. After you messed up, pitched your little fit, and done your little thing, you got in a solitary way, in a place, in a will. We- wilderness, and you were so sorry. You know what you wanted? Amen. You wanted to get back in the light around people. You wanted to get back out there so it would get it off of your mind. You wanted to get out of that solitary solitary place. (laughs) I'm going to tell you something. This old man was hanging around the commode in a solitary way. Honey, glory to God. Can I tell you something? The light of Jesus shined in a dark heart. The light of Jesus come in. I'm going to tell you, I've been redeemed, and I'm going to say so. Amen. And the Lord, a uh, uh, lit my candle. Amen. In the bathroom that night. God didn't save me to stay in the bathroom or to stay in a solitary way. God save my soul, amen, to come out of of that bathroom and let them know uh, that I've been redeemed. To say so, let somebody know that there's help in Jesus today. I don't have to stay in a solitary way. I don't have to stay in despair. Have you ever told a lie? Have you ever told a lie? Why, yes, you've told a lie. Amen, and how bad you felt about it how you felt guilty for a little while. But if you didn't fix it, you'd tell another. And if you didn't fix it, you'd tell another. I'm going to tell you, we got some church members that's lying to their self today. They think they're in God's will, and they're far out of God's will. It's pitiful. Amen. They're justifying self doing what they want to do. Amen. And God ain't even in the picture. I'm going to tell you inside, they're lonesome. Can I tell you something? I can fix my hair, put on my makeup, and brush my teeth and spray my perfume, but that don't do nothing for my soul. Can I tell you, there's, there's people with a solitarity. There's people with lonesome. There's people that's heartbroken. And they won't admit they've got out of God's will. They don't want to admit they're lost and undone without the Lord Jesus Christ. I'm going to tell you, it's lonesome out of the will of God. Once you've known the way, there's nothing else will satisfy. Remember, I used to love the bars and the dance halls. And I enjoyed it at that time. But I found out better. There's no place for me in the hell. holes of the world today. Amen. We're still, our church is trying to fit in with the world. Can I tell you something? There's a lonesome spot because you've not filled it with the Holy Ghost power of God. The Holy Ghost power of God. God's been good to us. Amen. And he said, I'm going to read that fourth verse again. They wandered in the wilderness. Hey, have you ever seen a time when people are wandering? I talked to a preacher uh, this week. You know what he said about the church? He said the church is up and down, up and down. The church is wandering. But you read it in Timothy today. The Bible said, lay a hold, lay a hold of eternal life and walk therein. We need to lay a hold of eternal life. Jesus is our heartbeat. Jesus is our breath. Jesus is our bloodstream. He's our lifeline. Honey, he's our big line. He's the only thing that will keep us alive. Chemo will make you sick, won't it, brother? Radiation will burn you out. But Jesus will light your candle. Let the redeemed say so. America is in distresses. In America, we are in distress. Uh, We are in uh, trouble. I thought about, I looked this week, and I don't know uh, where else, but I looked in our, my neighboring county, uh, Kentucky, and I believe it from right, maybe 11, 11 people had been hurled out into eternity. And I thought about Scott and what their family is going through with death. But I thought about the family in Kentucky that lost a loved one, don't have a house to bring food back into, don't have power in their house, don't have a car because a tree fell on it. They don't have anything on top of losing their loved one. I thought about in death, God, we can still praise God. There's a promise of God if our hearts are right. At death, honey, we can meet them on the other side. I'm glad God took care of the last enemy, which is death. God took care of it. He wiped it away. He said, oh, death, oh, death, where's thy sting? Oh, grave, where is thy victory? Can I tell you something today? We're looking on what the natural eyes can see and not going by faith. you talk for much on faith. Have we got it today? i tell you what I've got. I've seen how little my faith is. I've seen how little I step out by faith. Honey, I've always got uh, to go to or something to help take care of me. Uh, I've always got a way out. Honey, am I stepping out by faith, not knowing when I step off of the plane, what's going to be out there? Am I going? Am I putting my trust fully in God? Am I walking where God would have me to walk? Henry, when they put me, when they put me to sleep. For a few minutes, I had my total faith in God. Because I thought, I'll never wake up. Roger, when they put you to sleep, I know you put your total faith in God. But do we wander away from that? In 1968, in the bathroom, I put my total faith in God. If I hadn't, I wouldn't have got saved today. I wouldn't be here today. But how have I walked since? How have I told people about Jesus? The Bible said, if you're redeemed, say so. How many people have we passed by this week and not said so? Not told them. He said, fifth verse, hungry and thirsty. Their souls fainted in them. Can I tell you today, they're laying under bridges. They're laying in cardboard boxes. They're under tents. That their souls has fainted in them. Some that knew God. I remember, and the best I remember, a truck driver. I think he had a hundred and thirty some thousand dollars. Ended up in jail. Lost home, family, and everything else. That's a lonesome feeling, but I'm going to tell you the most lonesome people I've ever met is when Jesus moves out, when Jesus has been in their heart, and he moved out. I got a son, and that's the most lonesome, most devastating thing that I've ever seen. You know, say, Bill, you shouldn't bring it out. Why don't you admit it? You got some young ones the same way. You got some people that's the same way. Hey, we got some loved ones that used to fill these seats. Amen. Where Jesus has moved out. Jesus said, I won't dwell in an unclean temple. Amen. And we jump up and say, oh, he understands that we're just got an addiction. God don't understand crack cocaine. When he's given you the best thing that he could ever be given. God don't understand why you walk off from the best thing that ever happened to you and go back to the bottle. You know, God don't understand that. I'm going to tell you something. I don't understand sometimes. I've watched this. I don't understand sometimes why a man leaves the best woman, amen, and go find something else that ain't near as good as what he had. I don't quite understand that. Yeah, I've watched it. Kind of like Oscar told me about Janet. He said, Bill, you're too old to train another keeper. Amen. Too old to train another. Can I tell you something, the devil will paint a pretty picture out there. But he'll make you lonesome. These people sitting at home today, that's lonesome in their soul. They'll smile. They put on a big show when you're there. But they're lonesome in their soul. Why? Because Jesus ain't in their heart. Jesus ain't in their heart. Bill, you're judging. No, I'm not judging. I'm telling you what I've seen. I'm telling you what I've seen. Hungry and thirsty, their souls fainted in them. When your soul faints, you quit going to church. You quit enjoying life. You put on a big show and try to laugh and carry on in a crowd. Try to fit in to the church people, but maybe it ain't in there. You're hungry, and you're thirsting, and your soul has fainted within you. Do you know somebody like that? Honey, we need to love them. We need to tell them. Mm, mm, I had some thoughts yesterday. Lord have mercy. He said, hunger and thirsty, thy soul, fainted in them. Then they cried. Listen to this. This is what it's going to take. And this is my message. And they cried unto the Lord in their trouble. And he delivered them out of their distresses. I've got distresses four times that I need to read in this chapter. And it don't say distress, one. It says distresses more than one. So can I tell you? Paul had Paul had a thorn in the flesh, and he sought the Lord three times that the thorn in the flesh would leave. I thought, I've just had another thorn added to my flesh, my throat. My throat's a thorn in my flesh. But I can't quit. God's grace is sufficient. God's grace is sufficient. And he said they cried unto the Lord in their trouble. Honey, I believe from my depths of my heart there's somebody here in trouble today. And if you'll cry into the Lord, cry unto the Lord in your troubles, and He delivered them. The Bible said that He delivered them in their troubles. He delivered them. Can I tell you something? When I cried into the Lord, He delivered me. In 05, sitting in the Baptist hospital, and the doctor said, you'll never see daylight. In my troubles, I cried unto the Lord, and he delivered me time and time again. Church, I couldn't number. On my fingers and toes. When I cried unto the Lord, my altar at the house, my rock altar, started because I was in trouble. In my trouble, I was walking in the woods. In my trouble, crying out to God and God delivered me church I'd give anything if my voice was whole and my body was whole that I could tell you what God has delivered me out of what God has done in my life it's no place going to sit down and quit we are the uh, deliver a honey uh, that'll take you out of your troubles uh, take care of your distresses, amen, that's loading us down. Is there anybody can raise their hand and tell me they've not been in distress? Distress is this week. I can't. I've been in distress, things I can't handle, anxiety come on me, depression visit my house. The Bible say, why? The devil say, why don't you quit? The Bible ain't going to take care of you. Another will say, oh, you're saved to the day of redemption. They ain't no use of you. You finishing? Why don't you just sit down? Why don't you just faint? Why don't you just go hungry? Why don't you just go, I limp what the word of God said, then they cried unto the Lord. When I cried unto the Lord, he heard me. And he delivered an old drunk. And he said in the seventh verse, and he led them forth by the right way that they might go to a city of habitation. Can I tell you I believe he led them to the temple of God, to a city of habitation, to a city that wasn't dead, one that wasn't, wasn't fainted, but a habitation that was alive, that had the faith of God, that had the food of God, that had the word of God, that had the deliverance of God. Can I tell you, we don't come to church to cry and to moan, we come to deliver, to help somebody out of their trouble, to help them out of their distress. And he said he led them forth by the right way that they might go to a city of habitation. Can I tell you something? Today, some of our members are not in a city of habitation. They're not in a city where there's living people. They're not in a city. Justin brought it out. We was dead. Amen. They're living in a dead city. They're living in a despair. They're living in a place of solitarity. They're living in a place where there's no happiness, where there's there's no God because they've walked away from God. How sad it is today. Are we getting the word? Are we understanding who can deliver us from the distresses that we're in? There's distress in death. Mary Henry, there's distress in cancer in the hospitals. There's distress in the nursing homes. There's distress in your families when your children go astray. There's distress when you hear about your neighbor if you're a child of God. When you hear about your neighbor with sickness or trouble or child went astray or husband or wife left. There's distress when you hear about a family that can't pay a live bill. It breaks my heart. And I've never been in Turkey, praise the Lord. But it breaks my heart. And at one time Turkey was going down into Israel. Try to help Israel. Try to bring Israel back. But today, 80 or 75 or 80% of Turkey is Muslims. Can I tell you, my heart breaks when 50,000 people plus have died in earthquakes. Hell, can we see why hell has enlarged itself? A Muslim, if he ain't born again, ain't going to heaven. Amen. And the Jehovah Witness ain't either. (laughs) <laughs> hello, you must be born again. Glory to God. And there is a literal burning hell. Satan has tried to ease over hell. Make you think that you can live anyway and still not go to hell. Neighbor, can I tell you something? Satan has rocked us to sleep. If Big Larry has been saved 23 years, And how God has blessed him several weeks in the hospital, unconscious, out of his head, not drunk, out of his head with infection. And God bring him back. And he lay there in bed this morning and think, I'd like to pull the shade and go ahead and lay in darkness. If he thinks that, how about some of the rest of us? A somebody he talked in to pull in the shade and laying in darkness this morning. It's my duty as a child of God to be in the house of God. I won't be preaching much longer. I know, I know that. But if I'm able, I need to be in the house of God. I, I won't be your pastor much longer. But I need to be in the house of God. No where I want to go or what I want to do, but for the glory of God, where God can use me to give my testimony, to let somebody else know about Jesus. I'd like to tell you something. These people come to me lately that I had no idea, cared, and said, "Bill, we heard about it. We're praying for you. Can you talk? Can you talk? That's a blessing. Satan says you ain't got no friends. All of my friends ain't asleep. All I mean in a solitary place. All I mean quiet. They still some people crying out to God. Crying out to God. Honey, can I tell you America is in distress. America is in distress today. Eighth verse. Oh that men would praise the Lord for his goodness. Can you show me anywhere in the Bible or in the law of the land that I can't walk out on the porch and say, praise the Lord? I worked 40-some years public work and for myself some. I never had a place that I couldn't say, praise the Lord. I had some obstacles that tried to stop me. He said, oh, that man, if man would praise the Lord. If we've been redeemed, being redeemed is your sins forgiven. Amen. You don't have to go to hell if you've been redeemed. Say so, glory to God. Amen. God has touched us. Oh, that man would praise the Lord for his goodness and for his wonderful works. To the children of men. The wonderful works to the children of men. For he satisfieth the longing soul and filleth the hungry soul with goodness. And that don't always mean gravy and biscuit. I, I was kidding Janet. She's got me on her eye died. diet. And I said, Mom, I'll give you I'll give you a quarter for a cookie. uh, just, uh, Just a little something extra. But I don't believe it's meaning cookies. The Bible said he'd fill the hungry soul with goodness. He didn't say the hungry belly, but the hungry soul with goodness. He'd fill our soul with goodness. Let me read that. For he satisfied the longing soul. We've got to long for it. I don't know what about you all, but we came back from the, I got a good nose, my ears, eyes, and teeth, and all the other stuff's falling apart. But I got a good nose. Come back to my funeral home Friday. Now, Todd said, I've got to eat. I said, we'll get you some. He pulled. Through hardest drive through and that girl opened that window. I thought, Lord God, I've died and gone to heaven. <laughs> That's the best meal I've ever seen in my life. I said, order me a drink and y'all go ahead and eat. Y'all ever drove by that? Open that window. Mm. Why can't we get a fresh air breath of that? God said he'd fill our hungry soul. I thought, it's going on two weeks since I had a hamburger. Man, I was longing for one.
1: How about sitting right here
0: today, hey, little girl, could you just open up your heart and let Jesus fill your hungry soul? Couldn't we say just let Jesus fill our hungry soul that we longed after? I longed after. Lord's will in about three weeks, I'll have me a burger. And if it ain't I'll be basking in the sunlight of Jesus. Hallelujah. God's good. I'm gonna tell you by faith, I ain't got home yet. But I've got a taste of it. <laughs> I'm a good mind. I'm a good mind to run. I've got a little sniff of heaven. Amen. I've got a little smell of the goodness of God. Amen. What God some of you don't know what I'm talking about. Amen. You need to smell in the Word of God. I've sat down, Emma, and you have to sit down and get in trouble, in distress over your head and you don't know what you're going to do next. Begin to get into that Word, amen. And the Bible plainly said, if you've been redeemed, say so, glory, glory to God. Amen. Hallelujah. I've been redeemed. It's time I say so. It's time I say so. Oh, God's blessed me 54 years to carry his Bible, to smell his goodness, to taste his goodness. Amen. If I do it, to praise him, give him honor and glory. Such as sit in darkness, in the shadow of death, being bound in afflictions and arms. Neighbor America is bound today. Taking this verse by verse, a miracle is bound today, not by total afflictions and by arms of chains, but by things. We're bound by things. The house should be full today. We should be praising God. I should be exercising my legs and my soul and my arms, praising Almighty God. The redeemed, let the redeemed say so. The Lord has done something for us. I see no word where Jesus had a good time. I see no word where he was pitied, where he was humored, where he had a big fine house to live in or a good car to ride in. I do find where he got to ride a donkey, and they throw down a few coats. How many of us would be here today if we had to ride a donkey? Hello? I doubt if I'd be here if I had to ride a donkey. Because they rebelled, 11th verse, because they rebelled against the words of God. They rebelled against the words of God. Why was they bound in afflictions and irons? Because they rebelled against the Word of God. I promised Bill I wouldn't be long today, and here I am. Because they rebelled against the Word of God and condemned the counsel of the Most High. Let me get to that C-O-N-T-E-M-N-E-D. condemned. That's despised or rejected the counsel of God. Can I tell you why the church house ain't full today? We've rejected the Word of God. We've condemned the Word of God, the counsel of God. God said, yo and we said, no. God said, get up, and we said, I ain't. When God said, tell them, let the redeemed say so, we let the stress take us to the ground. I looked again at that big rock the first rock at my rock altar. I looked at it yesterday evening and I thought because of trouble, because of stress is why this altar started. How many rocks are there because of distress, because of trouble? How many tears have been cried on Mount Vernon altar? Glory to God, because of distress and because of trouble. I thought about Scott would love to see his family saved. So when the passing goes on, their testimony would be they will ride with God. They will ride with God. But I can't give Chris's testimony. When I stand before God, her testimony won't work for me. It's got to be hers. Ryland's testimony has got to be for Ryland. Brent's testimony has got to be, did I say it right? Brent, Brett. Brett, okay. Okay. I call him Brett more than anything else. But Brett's testimony has got to stand for him. We have despised or rejected the word of God. There ain't nobody going to tell me what to do. That's the attitude of our young people today. We're not going to be told. and You know who's bringing that attitude on? Mom and daddy and grandma and grandpa. We're patting them on the back, telling them how good they are. We're not telling them there's a possibility if you don't get right with God, hell's going to be your home. And the fire's going to burn forever and forever and forever. And it will not be quenched. And can I tell you, the devil that's gouged you and distressed you all of your life will be there with you. Church, I'm telling us the truth. Because they rebelled against the words of God and condemned the counsel of the Most High. Let me hurry. Let me hurry. Therefore, he brought down their hearts with labor They fell down, and there was none to help. Four hundred and some odd years was the children of Israel in Egypt. And they were working for the Egyptians. They were making brick, walking in mud with their feet with straw in it. They were under hard bondage, under hard bondage. And it was simply because the Bible said because they rebelled against the Word of God. They were brought down their heart and labor. They fell down and was none to help. Then they cried unto the Lord, Amen. After 400 years and generation after generation, the Bible said in the 13th verse, and they cried unto the Lord in their trouble, and he saved them. Over there there in the other verse, he said he delivered them. But here it says he saved them. He saved them out of their distress and brought them out of darkness and the shadow of death, and break their bands in sunder. Oh, Lord God in heaven. Terry had addiction that he couldn't break, and God broke the bands sunder and set him free. Some of you had addictions. I know Bill Hawkins would sit with a glass of white liquor and drank all day long, maybe a half a gallon. I remember Janice' daddy. I left Janice' daddy. We were baptized together. But I thought the man could drink a half a gallon of white liquor and still go. He was bound by that stuff. Can I tell you today, so many things you may not drink, you may not be on drugs, but if we're not careful, we're bound by the things of this old world. It's got us down to the point that we're not praising God. Amen. If we've been redeemed, we need to say so. We need to say so. Not just say it, when I got saved, I need to say it all the way to the grave that I've been redeemed. And he said he brought them out of darkness and the shadow of death and break their bands and sunder in sunder. Oh, that man would praise the Lord. For his goodness and for the wonderful works that the children of men, that God has done to the children of men. Let me hurry. i got two more that I need to read. For he hath broken the gates of brass and cut the brass of iron in sunder. Seventeen. Fools because of their transgression and because of their iniquities are afflicted. Their soul abhoreth all manner of meat, and they drew near unto the gates of death. And then they cried unto the Lord, the 19th verse, in their trouble, and the Bible said He saveth them out of their distresses. Don't you want delivering or saving out of your distresses? I believe this is talking about Even after we're saved, our distresses can take us down. I've seen one right after another, trouble come to their house, and they end up quitting. I've seen devil come in in death and separate a home, amen, and they don't come back, and they don't revive, they don't come back. Their soul abhoreth all manner of meat, and they draw near. They rejected this meat. And they cry unto the Lord in their trouble, and he saveth them out of their distress. And we jump down. If I can find it, I hate to worry y'all totally to death, but God's been good to us. I'm going to jump down to 22, 27. I need to read a little more of this, 26. They mount up to the heaven, and they go down to the depths. Their soul is melted because of trouble. You take that 26th verse and look at it. Bipolar. This lit bipolar. They're lifted up to heaven and they testify the goodness of God. How great God is. And then the first little trouble comes, they hit bottom. Oh, God has left me. There's nobody there to help me. Listen to what this is saying. As the preacher told us yesterday, or Friday, whenever it was, that the church was up and down. What does the Bible say right here? When we first get saved, we're on cloud nine, testifying of the goodness of God. And I'll never go back. And then the trouble comes. We forget God. We forget the church. We forget the people that held our hand. The people that prayed for us. The people that cared about us. We forget. We're ups and we're downs. I never heard of bipolar till a few years ago. But the Bible done knew about it. We have high highs and low lows. When things is going good and we're packing to go on vacation to the beach, boy, we're high. How great it all is. But when we come home and all of our clothes are dirty, we've missed three days' work, our payday and what it used to be. And we stumped our toe walking barefooted on pavement. We got an ingrowing toenail. In our troubles, we're flat of our face. Am I not telling us the truth? Look through your life. Don't look through mine. Look through your life. My life has been a roller coaster. Why? Because I didn't keep my eyes on Jesus. 27th verse, he said, They reel to and fro, and they stagger like drunk men and are at their wit's end. Have you ever heard that? I've heard that lately. I'm at my wit's end. I don't think I can handle no more. I'm glad Jesus, hanging on the cross, didn't say I'm at my wit's end. Lord, I'm going on for these children, for these boys and girls, for these that want to be redeemed, these that, once they're redeemed, will say so, can I tell you, I'm not alone. Jesus is sitting at the right hand of the Father making intercession for you and I. I praise him today, the 28th and 1st, and they cried unto the Lord in their trouble. You know how America's going to have to do? Crying to the Lord. We can't cry unto Trump and definitely not Biden or to our governor. We've got to cry unto the Lord. Cry unto the Lord in their trouble. And he bringeth them out of their distresses. I'll quit there. Ooh, I want to go on, but I'll quit there. But I thought he delivered them. Two more verses. He saved them in their distresses. And the fourth time, when they cried unto the Lord, he said, and he bringeth them out of their distresses. He saved me in my distress. He delivered me in my distress and from my distress. But can I tell you something? If I keep crying to the Lord, He's gonna bring me out of my distress. Hey, I am I not do nothing for you, but I believe the Bible said let the redeemed say so. I've been redeemed. Seriously, I'm saved in my distress now. Amen. But I'm going to be brought out of my distresses. Plural distresses. Our troubles. Our hardship. My pain. My agony. Laying there wondering. Melissa wondering. Are they going to take daddy's foot off? Is he going to live? What are we going to be able to do for him? How can we help? That wayward child that we've seen in two or three days, or is he going to be delivered? All of that's going to be gone. God's going to bring us out of this rotten mess that we live in, this agony and this pain that we live in. I've got to read I've got to read this could be my last message and I need to I need to finish. In Corinthians. Let me find it over here. I got it. Second Corinthians. Second Corinthians six. Second verse. For he saith, I have heard thee in and and a time accepted, and in a day of salvation have I secured thee. or That means help thee. Behold, now is the accepted time. Behold, now is the day of salvation. Today is the salvation day of salvation. If you've been saved and walked away, today is the day of salvation. And he said in the third verse, Give no offense to anything that the ministry be not blamed. Church, we're all guilty. He said, Give no offense in anything that the ministry be not blamed. How much has been blamed on us sorry preachers? And some of us rightly so. How much has been blamed on the church? How many is blaming something? I can take you to an old military man, and I can drive you to his house today that's rejected God. He's lost use of his legs and his feet, and he still won't accept God. And he's told us, I won't come to that church because so-and-so comes. I'm talking about 40 years ago. And he's still dragging around. Why has God left him? I don't know. I prayed with him just the other day. If you'll pray right quick, they can't stop you. Whether they want it or they don't. A man that fought for our country that's highly intelligent and reject the redemption saving grace of God. Don't tell me Satan can't blind you. Man, it breaks my heart when I see the rejection, the rejection of Almighty God. And he said, where am I at right here? Give no offense in anything that the ministry be not blamed. The first and I'll quit. But in all things, approving ourselves. You read the scripture, I fought a good fight, I've kept the faith. It's four thirds later for me, a crown of righteousness. The Bible said, but in all things, approving ourselves. Approving ourselves as the ministers of God. This ain't just saying preachers. If you've been redeemed, say so. As the ministers of God, in much patience, but said he's working on this. Let us know, Melody. Uh, in much patience, in afflictions. Come on, church. What if Jesus had a quit in his afflictions? He said in afflictions, in necessities. And the Bible said one more time. In distresses. In distresses. We need to approve ourselves. I hope this has meant something to somebody. In our in our distresses. I had the definition wrote down and the rest of it is the word of God. The word of God in our distresses. Larry was distressed with a headache. I pick on Larry a lot. There's a whole lot of him. Pick on him a whole lot. Headache. How many has ever laid out just because of a headache? How many has ever went to work with a headache? I promise you all, and I ain't nothing special, but I laid brick. On my knees, when my back was so bad, I didn't have no insurance. I had to make a way for my kids. And I've laid brick two and three hours on my knees to try to make a dollar or two. Could I come crawling into the church? God, I just want to see one more soul saved. One more person get delivered of that stress, saved from that stress, and then moved out by that stress, moved out of that distress. I looked up the definition of distress. The definition for distress, it's just like temporary or just one thing. But distress is is where it continues, and it's more than one of them. So the Bible said he'd deliver us out of our distresses, out of our troubles. Would I be willing to crawl crawl down the highway to see another saved? I remember, Brendan Andy might remember, we all said he was crazy, but he might have listened to the Lord but he walked barefooted and he wouldn't ride a car and he'd come to church walking. Y'all remember him. We said, well, he's lost his mind. But I may have been wrong. He looked foolish to the flesh with a car sitting there and him walking. But God might have told him to do that. Amen. Would we do it? I'm quitting. I love you. Appreciate you, brother. Good us a song.